So I've um, I've listened to the interview that you've done, the audio. Have you? I don't want to talk about it. I really don't. No, you don't. To be fair, you don't sound like you're in a toilet this time. Oh. You sound like you're in a mine. <laughs> uh, possibly while mining is going on. I don't know. Anyway, was it a particularly torturous piece Ev- of sort of technical problems? Everything went wrong. I mean, mm. nothing worked. <laughs> Zoom wouldn't work. The blooming microphone wouldn't work. <laughs> I mean, I think I can help, Joe. I think I because I want to be can positive you? in this situation. Yeah, and that's, so I think you. I've got one, one key suggestion that I think would really help you with all these technical problems that you often get. Go on. Could you stop being such an utter? <laughs> n- <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome, everybody, to episode 221 of the Mid-Faith Crisis podcast. Said that rather quickly, really. Uh, my name's Nick Page, and there is Joe Davis. Scarred and wounded. <laughs> Yeah, all right, you're hurt, but is there any excuse for drinking what you're drinking at this time of day? I tell you what, it's been a long day. I'm not proud of myself, but there we are. <laughs> <laughs> I think the way around this, because we're recording this at mm. 5.30, but uh, I think if you just claim to still be on summertime, yeah. isn't it 6.30? I think it is, yeah. <laughs> so I think you're all right, really. I got it specially. <laughs> yeah. You just basically claim you're in your own time zone and then it's not too early, is it? It's <laughs> a very nice red wine. <laughs> well, good. And uh, yeah, we have just uh, to say to the listener, so we've got an interview coming up today with uh, Brian Draper. We have. Talking about his, his Advent series. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, he's a, he's a wonderful man. And we've got a big notice. Yes, yes. So let's do that notice then. So I think we already alluded to it. But the Mid-Faith Crisis Christmas service, No Lessons and Carols, is on Tuesday the 20th of December. We're going to do 8 to 9. Uh, you know, bring your own mulled wine and mince pies or drinks of your choice. And indeed snacks. And uh, and important to say, we're, we're doing this, we, very much the idea of this is to do it as a thank you to everyone. Yes, thank you indeed. to those yeah. that give, but also thank you to those that don't give, but still listen for some reason. Um yeah, we we just we just really appreciate you, and uh, so we thought we'd do this sort of little bonus service. Who knows? Many of you might not be going to other Christmas services, so we've got to have our own mid faith uh, crisis one. But it'll be the chance just to uh, uh, just to uh, see one or two of you, perhaps, and uh, yeah, have some fun. Uh, so we haven't quite worked out the format of it yet. I'll be honest. And also, I haven't actually got round to sort of writing up a blurb or... Yeah, or, thanks or for that, which I asked for last week. Uh, very clearly, you didn't have much to do, just a paragraph. That's all I asked for about the Christmas service. Yeah, all right. OK, so um, I've been busy. You know, I, some of us have books to write, Joe. We can't just sort of suddenly write little blurbs <laughs> just because you say so. But anyway, by the time this Honestly. podcast goes out... Uh, we will have the booking details, and it'd be good if you could book because then we know how many people are coming and all that kind exactly. of stuff. That yeah. would be wonderful. So yes, a little thank you uh, from us to you, and uh, looking forward to it. Christmas, 
Christmas service, no lessons and carols. Anyway, in the meantime, how are you? Can I ask you a question? Are we allowed to enjoy the football or not? Is it? Are we protesting against Qatar? Rightly so. Or, um, or can we actually enjoy the football? Well, I think it's a personal choice, isn't it? I think... Uh, I mean, I think the thing is, sort of semi-seriously here, it's not like there are FIFA organised tournaments that aren't in some way morally slightly dubious. No, I, I, they all love because the whole organisation, <laughs> it seems to be, is slightly morally dubious. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a fair comment. I mean, they don't exactly try and hide it. No. So I think probably now it's fine to, to enjoy the football if that's what you want to do, especially since Germany lost today. So I really do enjoy that. <laughs> and England won. That was beautiful. But I, I think what's interesting about the Qatar, one of the things about the Qatar thing is it, it is focused very much on one set of human rights, it seems to me, the the the, yeah. the complaints. It's not focusing on, on other things like the, the the oppression of women in, yeah. in Qatar. You know, that doesn't seem to be mentioned that much. And, you know, from my own perspective with Open Doors, the the complete lack of religious freedom in the country yeah. and the the oppression yeah. of Christians and the persecution of Christians in the country. So so I think there's a whole other load of voices that po- possibly could be raised as well. But, it's but that, anyway. That whole difficult thing about the role of sports bureau. I saw someone berating um, uh, the uh, England captain, Harry Kane, for not wearing the rainbow thing. Oh, yeah. Saying, saying where's the effect of, oh, yeah, we don't want to do any protests that might cost us kind of thing. But I sort of think he's a footballer. It's the it's the pinnacle of your kind of career to play for your country in a, a World Cup. It it's just a very complex thing, you know. And if if they are allowed to wear things, you know, how would I feel if uh, teams wore swastikas, you know, and that, that would offend me. So mm. it's very it's very difficult. The the sort of what many might seem as archaic views springs from religious views that. Well, you, you know, we were sort of slightly fundamental in our religious views once upon a time. So it is a complex thing. And I, I, I really don't know the wrongs or, or, or rights of uh, footballers um, being told what they can and can't do on a football field, really. It's a complex issue. Well, uh, uh, yeah, it is. And I think it's I think, you know, they've made their point. They've voiced their opinion. They said fair enough. I don't think it's really fair to expect them to wear something that is going to get them effectively banned, get the whole team yeah. effectively banned. I think it's already, you know, FIFA have are just digging more and more holes for themselves. Yeah, they are. So I think it will lead to change going forward in terms of how they appoint these these tournaments and what they expect out of them, because I just think they can't go through this again. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I don't blame them at all for stepping back from that situation because they've gone there to play and and yeah. a lot of fans yeah. have spent a lot of money to go and watch them play so uh, yeah it's complicated but um yeah i think my my point is yeah i think now enjoy it really if you want okay thanks it's up to you no no i think i will thank you uh what else uh well um cost of living man alive it's i'm noticing it now and mm. it's not been helped by the blooming vacuum cleaner dying and the washing machine dying both of which have been mended a couple of times before. And then they get to that age where you think, is it now more cost effective to get a new one? But then the damage to the environment of getting rid of a washing machine. Ah, oh, it's just so... Oh. Is there any machine in your house that is in fact working? 
honestly, I'm I'm tempted to say no. <laughs> mm. TV seemed to work last time I tried. <laughs> Something anyway. Oh, I went to see a play. I went to see the Lavender Hill Mob. So this is great. So I work for uh, a, a wonderful um, local funeral directors, and every year they get the people who do their services a couple of tickets to the local theatre so that's uh, nice so it's very lovely isn't it and i haven't been spending them this is for christmas so this is for christmas last year so i so i went and saw the lavender hill mob with miles jupp i mean you know oh, lovely good. it's a kind of 50s thing it, you know, yeah yeah there, there were laughs in it not really my thing i suppose but but i enjoyed the whole process of going out and going to the theatre isn't that what a treat hmm. great film Yes. Have you ever seen the film? I think I have, but I think I was probably a kid. I don't remember much about it. Yeah. How about you? How are you? Yeah, good. I had a very cultured weekend. Uh, went to see a, a Vaughan Williams concert. In, well, that is cultured. Ro- nice. In Rochester Cathedral. Long drive. Oh, yeah, that is a long way. That's my old yeah, stomping ground. I know, I know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, was, I thought it was Robbie Williams. Oh, I there. see. Um, you know... But apparently Vaughan Williams is very different. Is he? Yes, well, it's all classical music. Would Vaughan consider coming and being a guest appearance at the Christmas service? That'd be nice. He's he's quite dead, so yeah. that would be problematic. Honestly, one excuse after another, isn't it, with Vaughan? <laughs> yeah. No, it was amazing. And there was the second half was a, a piece that I didn't know. I'll put a link uh, in the show notes about it. It's an amazing, amazing piece and very profound anti-war piece at this... Oh, really? Uh, that he wrote in about 1937, I think. Anyway, um, yeah, that was that was great. Um, and then next day went I, well, I preached in the morning, and then I went to uh, exhibition of pre-Raphaelite drawings in the Ashmolean in Oxford. Well, I want to say <laughs> congratulations. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to respond to pre-Raphaelite drawings. Really, I mean, are they good? Are they nice? I mean. They were quite good drawings, yeah. They weren't. Uh, um, I'm not a big fan of the pre-Raphaelites as a movement because I find it just a bit sort of overwhelming. And they were obsessed with people with red hair. They're the ones who did like Holman Hunt. So did the Light of the World, you know, the Jesus at the door, yeah, with the lantern. You know that. I you know th- that painting. I think. I think have this conversation with your cultured friends. That's what I think. <laughs> know that painting <laughs> anyway unusually jesus is a redhead it's a it's an unusual take okay. i think on jewish history but there you go um so yeah that's good and um, i'm currently uh, reading a fantastic spiritual book um good it's called three ingredient cocktails by robert <laughs> simonson now that sounds more like it <laughs> yeah and after seeing you with that glass of red wine i think i'm going to go and spend some quiet time with it after <laughs> you this could keep your pre-referent like drawings but um you've piqued my interest now <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's a nice weekend thank you yeah good anyway we should get on because we've got a, a great interview do you want to give us a little feedback roundup or something like that oh yes yes i do uh, uh i wanted to say thank you uh firstly to david he sent in an excellent story he'd written uh about christmas it called the alpha course uh wonderful stuff i don't know whether you've made that available david but if you have that'd be great and after our discussion last week on whether god is almighty or all loving uh, andy wrote in recommending the thomas ord book god can't 
uh, How to Believe in God and Love After Tragedy, Abuse and Other Evils, which I must admit is a book that is on my shelf and I haven't read yet. It's on the ever-expanding shelves, plural, of books I haven't read. Uh, we also had some other really excellent emails in from people about that that very discussion about God, is God Almighty or is God all loving and and then you know the theodicy and all the issues that come out of that and we'll probably pick those up next week so thank you to everyone who wrote in and then this morning Octavio wrote in who is known to you or at least his parents are and he's yeah. a listener to the podcast and he's a graduate of Regents College. And he's just released a five song EP, which I have listened to. It's amazing. He said, uh, I had the wonderful opportunity of graduating with an artistic project. So I decided to make a music album deconstructing the years of purity culture indoctrination, among other things that I experienced in the first 10 years of my walk with Christ. I decided to use Brueggemann's model of orientation, disorientation and new orientation. And I wanted to share this explorative album with you because I thought it might resonate with you. And it does resonate and it's it's wonderful. So uh, if you're interested in that, if you go to Spotify and check out uh, something called Holy Ground by Octavio Moss, uh, I think it's well worth a listen. And it reminds me that we have some amazingly talented listeners, don't we? Mm, Yeah, very, very interesting. Unbelievable. Well, it is great stuff. Mm. Holy Ground, Octavio Moss. So there you go. Great. So uh, I think we should get on. Um, and we've we thought last week, because we'd mentioned him, and mentioned that Advent is coming, and it'll be the first Sunday of Advent this Sunday, mm. um, which is the start of the church year officially. Uh, is that right? Hang on. Yeah. Wait a minute. Is it? Mm. Oh. Church year starts in Advent because we're we're getting ready in preparation for the coming of Christ, which is the beginning of the, you know, it makes the whole sense. story, as it were. Good. So uh, we thought we would talk with Brian Draper uh, about his emails and about what we've been happening to him, catch up. Um, and uh, you did this interview with him. I did. And it was an absolute joy. And I apologise in advance for the fact that the <laughs> the microphone just would not work. So it's the little inbuilt mic on my uh, computer that you can hear. And it does weird things with my voice and sound. So sorry about that. But Brian sounds great, and that's where the content is, so that's good. Exactly. <laughs> well, guess what, everyone? It's only Brian Draper here. Hello, Brian. <laughs> Hello, good morning. <laughs> it's well, been well, a well, laugh well, already. Good <laughs> afternoon. So we're doing this nice early session. We're both laughing already at my technical inability. I mean, Nick is going to have a field day with this. So, yeah. I've 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 had invitations like this before. You sent me the invitation and there was no link. <laughs> it's like it's like people telling me, you know, you can't you can come up to the pub. We'll let you know later where we'll be going. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. And then just nothing worked this morning. The microphone didn't work. The speakers didn't work. Zoom was having a meltdown. So we're on the stack. I had a restart. It is spiritual attack, actually. Do you know what? We used to say that sort of thing. Anyway, we don't anymore. But listen, Brian, welcome to that. Enough. Let's start properly. Welcome. I'm ready. Deep breath. For those who don't know, Brian is a very dear friend uh, of the podcast and uh, just an all-round lovely man. Welcome back. It's good to see you. How are you? I'm all right. Do you know what? It's so nice to be able to say that. It's been a weird two and a half years with long COVID and a, and, and a burst appendix and a, a total knee replacement and a few other things in between. But 
I'm actually all right, which is amazing. I'm loving that. That is wonderful. But it has been. To, tell me a bit about the long COVID because I eventually got COVID this year. It was horrible. But what was that like? Yeah, it was. It was. Um, yeah, it's no. It's no joking matter. Actually, um, it, 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 it was thoroughly debilitating for about two years. Um, oh. For me, it was um, a, a mixture of. Uh, deep fatigue just not being able to do anything much having to sleep alone during the day my wife got it as well so the two of us you know we've got three kids it was just, yeah. just difficult keeping life going in many respects we didn't sure. have it it didn't have it as bad as some people have had it but it was it was not just the physical but the the kind of the mm. psychological um mm. uh, challenge that went with just trying to stay positive and trying to be present to, to 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 the new rhythms that we needed to try and cultivate during that time yeah. and um and uh patience really just yeah. just just working on patience um wow i mean that is amazing yeah yeah it gave, gave me a a, a massive a newfound sense of empathy and respect for people who have kind of long-term chronic fatigue uh uh issues you know things like emmy which mm. which it's so easy to overlook with people mm. so easy to sometimes think come on pull yourself together and mm. you know you realize oh man no it's not gonna happen i don't know about you but I, if i have anything for like more than uh uh you know a week or two i start to think oh this is it this is how it's permanently gonna be so hanging on to hope in those times must be must be difficult yeah, I think I think that was the biggest challenge of my life. I mean, obviously, I did have one or two other things happening in the midst of it, like my appendix going gangrenous and then rupturing. Oh, so that was that was a that that was you know that 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 reminded me of my mortality very very mm. vividly. But but this thing of hanging on to hope when you you literally don't know when it's going to end and of course with 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 long covid i mean they're making some they're making some um strides now in terms of understanding it but at the time you know we 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 got covid straight away and then began to realize something wasn't right in the weeks that were following and they didn't know anything and they were saying oh it'll probably last for two months or or whatever mm. well actually you know it ended up being more than two years so 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 mm. cultivating something realistic in terms of your spiritual practice, your daily sense of purpose and rhythm was 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 an amazing opportunity as well as a big challenge, really. Yeah, sure. Well, welcome back. And it's lovely to see you looking well. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really Thanks. good. Um, now, listen, um, we're going to come on to Hope again in a minute. But um, the Advent series is coming out. How long has it been going um, now? I'm not a details person like like Nick, but um, I, I uh, over a decade, 10 wow, or 12 years, something like that. That's extraordinary, isn't it? And and when does it start this year? Uh, starts on December the first. I know that you know, being good Anglicans among us might say it should be starting a week on Monday, but um, it's mm. it's December. I, I I go with the Advent calendar kind of you yeah, know, sure. Well, to December the first, and it runs. Yeah. Every day apart from Sundays through till Friday the 23rd of December, which gives you 20 reflections in total. Brilliant. Brilliant. OK, well, we'll say a bit more uh, about that. But who who do you aim this at? Who's it actually for? Is it for sort of committed church goers only or, you know, is this is the scope broader? 
The scope is always bored with anything I do because I always feel as though this, the riches that we have inherited over 2,000 years of uh, the cultivation of our Christian faith, but then, of course, you know, so many more years kind of with 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 the Jewish inheritance as as as, as well. Um, it means that we've got we've got riches for for life and living that we so often don't um don't really tap so i'm always trying to make things as inclusive and open as possible that said the advent series always has a a christian distinctive i mean it would be silly not to because it's all about this radical poetic miraculous moment at the heart of christian faith so you know but 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 it's but it's a question of making this making making the riches of this moment available to those who might otherwise miss it not in some kind of evangelistic mm. way mm. but in a way that will enrich them open their eyes to wonder and so we have you know i i people people in their 90s um signing up and we've got i've just just got a a, a sixth form um is going to be receiving it from somebody i know up in leicestershire all sorts of different people in between people uh of uh, people who are strong in their faith and people uh like us who are you know forever <laughs> forever searching <laughs> we still haven't found what we're looking for no <laughs> in the words of the prophets so um uh, well listen while we're talking about it, tell us a bit about the dynamics because you, you have the opportunity as well as receiving the little um email every day to be a part of a community for that period as well don't you, Do you want to talk about that yeah thank you so so i mean this this is an advent series with a difference i mean these days 10 or 12 years ago there weren't so many around now they're they're mm. kind of to a penny and every, every everyone's doing them but the difference i think with this um really is that you do get the opportunity to interact to respond and and it, it's not a completely unmediated thing people send me their their responses when i invite them and it's often lovely links or songs or things that mm. they've done uh, creatively to express their response to particular reflections that I send through. And I put those up on a page edited. People don't seem to use capital letters anymore on things like that. Please use capital letters. <laughs> <laughs> so I edit these things so that they're easy to read and put them up on a web page. And, and, and something, but, and something over the course of the 20 days, um, unfolds that is greater than the sum of the parts so, mm. so so a couple of things first of all i think in our christian communities we very 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 rarely invite a creative response from people mm. you've got you know church congregations with so many different perspectives so many different stories to be told mm. artists poets you know chefs all mm. sorts of dancers mm. um and, and 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 so it's always incredibly humbling for me to see people drawing a picture in response, writing a poem. And there's some amazing talent out there, but it, you don't have to mm. be talented to respond. Um, um, and the second thing to say is that I I don't pre-plan this, so so mm. so I don't know where we're going, and that has a couple of advantages. So I I do a Lent series as well as you know, and you mm. know, 2020 when when COVID broke. Um, 
we were able as a community to, you know, it, 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 yeah. lockdown happened, you know, a couple of weeks into Lent, we were able to respond and, and to go with that. And also to world events, you know, last Lent, Ukraine was invaded and we were able mm. to just lean into that kind of in the moment. So, so it, it, it has a quality that's different about it. It has an mm. personal quality. I'm always trying to make sure that I respond to people personally mm. And um, and we throw in, a, I, I do a YouTube live um, session on a Friday, which means that we do mm. some face-to-face stuff, some contemplative practice. So, um, you know, for me, Advent is this amazing gateway mm. to wonder, childlike wonder. But, but that gateway can be blocked and obscured because it's also the busiest time of the year. So mm. just doing a few experiential things, pausing to breathe encouraging people into simple bits of practice that actually mean this Mm. isn't about information it's about spiritual food and one of the things i've always valued about the emails is you know i can't bear the thought of another email a another email sometimes i just don't want more emails but also i don't want something telling me to do something you know that's going to be unrealistic in a busy time of life and one of the things i've always valued is is they're very a, you've got a very gentle style, and B, it's just a suggestion. And two, you never ask a lot of us. You right. ask something, you, you know, like I remember one year we were just watching the moon, weren't we, as it yeah. sort of waxed and waned, and that was quite symbolic. Or I think it was waning and then waxing, which felt even better. Um, so, you, you know, there's lots of lovely, simple ideas that you know, sometimes only take seconds, but they're really important in the midst of it. Well, I think that I, I, I think that it's... Crucial with with anything I try and do, Joe. It's about lifting a burden, not adding one on. Yeah, you know. Amen. <laughs> People are burdened enough as they are, so yeah. yeah. But, no. but, but 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 having a creative engagement with our faith, you know. Again, so so much of our faith tends to be about consuming what's said from the front and all of that. We know that, mm. don't we? That's what you've mm. been exploring for for mm. so long, so beautifully. But actually, to to creatively explore our faith and how that connects with the world and then to express it in our own unique way in an unburdensome way seems to generate something very very special that has a lasting effect because people are engaged people are working it out for themselves you know it's not telling people what to think or believe about this beautiful time of year it's saying look if you step outside the stars just shine seem to shine brilliantly and you've got all these advent mm. of pinks and blues in the sky at twilight and oh you could also mm. think about that kind of wonderful mysterious melding of light and dark as you do that for one mm. minute just breathing as you go and lo and behold you're into mm. this exquisite twilight space where you can reflect mm. on something like yeah. the zen phrase that not knowing is most intimate and that's you know part of the um part of the vibration for me Oh, that's wonderful. Now, listen, you mentioned darkness and everything. And, and, and we had a, an email in from beloved listener, Mick, who reminded us, he said, here's some good news. Brian Draper's uh, Advent series is coming, which was great. But it was in the context of talking about leaning into darkness. I've, I've also had a bit of a year, as you know, my mum died and worried about various yeah. issues going on. So I wondered if you're able, I'm sorry to put you on the spot like this, uh, but, you know, are you able to say something about you talked a moment ago about yet there's blocks to this good this good news time of year there a busyness can be a block but also i think for me there's a weight of grief 
at the moment. Does Advent have something to say for those of us who are sort of journeying through a bit of darkness at the moment, be that ill health, be that, you know, and how have you found that? Oh, I really, really do believe that it, it does. I think there's something about the natural darkness, you know, mm. to start with. We, we we quite understandably fear the natural darkness. No one really wants the long nights and the short days and the cold mm. and the rain and all of that. But actually, what I found is that just the spiritual practice of stepping out into the twilight, watching the sunset, facing into it can can help you to actually just just come face to face uh, with it. It's it, it there is. <laughs> The darkness is, you know, the, the great spiritual teachers will tell us that the darkness is as much part of our wholeness as the light is. We spend our life oh, yeah, trying to push away the darkness. Yeah. But actually, when we begin to embrace it, then, you know, Isaiah talks about treasures in the darkness. I love to think that Jesus arrived here under cover of the darkness and you know barbara brown taylor that the, the brilliant writer and priest from the states talks about um the, the the wonders of natural darkness how could we see you know how could we enjoy the sunset how could we see the stars shine if it weren't for that natural darkness she also i was reading a beautiful sermon by her the other day which was kind of likening the the, the way jesus arrived under cover of darkness to then how he will return, you know, that mysterious kind of coming mm. like a thief in the night. And she says, mm. coming like a thief in the night, not to not to steal our stuff, but to slip kind of under the radar, to slip past the defenses that we normally put up. That's lovely. Yeah. I, I was, I was, I was, I think that the, the Queen's death this year, mm. I noticed raised an awful lot of stuff for people about grief because we shared mm. a moment i mean whether you're a mm. royalist or not don't we? And, mm. and 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 they sang that beautiful hymn at her funeral didn't they the day thou gavest lord yeah ended the darkness falls at thy behest and um i think i think you know standing outside looking into the darkness looking for the pole star i mean for for, mm. for me the queen the Queen had that simple faith within all the mm. magnificence and complications mm. of power mm. that kind of just shone through there at the end. Mm. And even when you don't know anything, well, I I do love that phrase that that that, that I just mentioned. Um, not knowing is most intimate. It comes from a um, it comes from a a, a Zen saying, but I was reading it um, in a book about grief by a brilliant guy called Francis Weller. Hmm. And he was saying that this, that that when we're in that place of not knowing, he was mentioning hmm. specifically in terms of grief, but it might be not knowing about our faith, hmm. about not knowing where we're going to go next. Actually, that that kind of that moment, that place, that posture, can be the most intimate place of all. And if we just just bring that into the the Christian context for a moment, that place of learning to trust again to draw close to god when actually so much of what we might have known or relied upon uh, has gone and it does take a moment yeah i will, I will yeah say. i mean it's it's interesting in recent years the tradition i grew up in never made anything of easter saturday uh never i don't think i ever heard that spoken about there was good friday and everything but we're always so keen to to uh, rush to resurrection because we're a resurrection faith and we're all about victory and all the rest of it. 
but my soul has found real solace in contemplating you know the the sort of fear of jesus in in going to the cross and the questioning of jesus on the cross and and the the darkness and bleakness of um of easter saturday actually makes the sunday all the more powerful rather than just trying to rush rather artificially and rather too quickly um to resurrection sunday uh, easter sunday and and i feel like in my life it is a slower process there are definitely seasons of great joy and what feels like resurrection but equally there are seasons that you know my faith hasn't seemed to have so much to say about that are much darker and more difficult and you know lonely um but of course now i'm discovering that faith really speaks to those and 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 those are the periods i do kind of all the growing uh, well exactly ex exactly i mean it's you know you don't want to be told when you're going through deepest oh. grief or long covid oh. or a cancer diagnosis or whatever it is that oh. you know when you look back you'll see that you've you've, oh. you've grown more and that's a <laughs> yeah exactly but nevertheless it's still yeah. true yeah when, when we look back on our own lives, I mean, that's all you can uh, do, really, isn't it? It's uh, not about other people. Uh, so uh, when you look back on your own life to the times that you've grown most, and uh, you know, I love that. Just, just a, tr a tree. Go and stand by a tree, and allow it to speak of the the, the darkness beneath, beneath where the roots are, or where a, a seed. Uh, really, you know, it's been an amazing autumn seeds scattered mm. where, where one of those seeds an acorn will will <clears throat> eventually germinate it needs that darkness so, mm. so 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 that wonderful symmetry john o'donoghue talks about with trees um growing down into the darkness as they grow up to the light that's all part of wholeness mm. so so again you can't tell someone else who's going through something awful yeah. just, just grow your roots down yeah. to the <laughs> yeah. but nevertheless you, you you can gently tell yourself look you know um be I, I think for me it was be be just be present to the darkness don't yes. try and work don't try and work it out don't try and fix oh. it because you can't because oh. you don't oh. know but you can step outside and stand within it metaphorically or literally oh. and just be present and when you and when you when you start to actually face into it i think that's when you begin to sense perhaps that there is a mystery to this that there is somehow a meeting oh. within with god that is different in nature and quality um, to the, the days when the sun is shining and everything's all mm, right and, yeah and, you know yeah um, i mean this is great and i found that experientially so true i'm a seven by nature and the enneagram uh and you know notorious avoider of pain afraid i mean it you know darkness is scary it's like entering a tunnel and not knowing if there's light at the end of it so why would anyone ever do that and yet certainly my experience has been as with coaches like, like yourself really and 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 others who are authors i've learned that it's not as scary once you actually face it and stop trying to avoid it um 
But yeah, I don't know how you preach that to other people. I can, like you rightly say, you can only really do it yourself. And well, and and the beautiful thing is for for me within it all, you know, we 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 come back within the mystery of Advent to the incarnation and the idea that Jesus embraced that not knowing. You know, if we really believe that he was fully human as well as divine, that he embraced a life of of not knowing, which was mm. indeed most intimate. And mm. um, you know, that's our that's our touchstone, if you like, within this. Yeah. Well, listen, I could talk to you for absolutely days on this, as you know. Um, but we should move on. So, but before we get on to the sort of details of how how uh, we you know, sign up and how people can get involved. I do, just a question. Reading, we, we had a discussion last week uh, that, that started around the sort of birth narratives. And, you know, did, was there literally a star that moved in the sky? Was there literally a virgin birth? And sometimes all those questions are totally sort of adventures in missing the point. You know, there's a narrative, there's a truth, there's a meaning, and there's something wonderful being described here what would you say to anyone who's perhaps thinking i just i can't be bothered with christmas this year you know i'm exhausted i'm yeah. tired i just want to get through is there hope is there value in signing up even for your thing at this time of year what would you say to people who are, who are looking at christmas and going, i don't know what i believe i don't know what i think and really i'd like it out of the way yeah, yeah, yeah. No, fair enough. <laughs> if that's fair not enough. too much, there's about three questions there, I think. <laughs> I think I, again, just for me personally, I mean, the reason I started the series was 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 not to create something that you know can take lots of people on a journey. It was because I wanted to mm. explore and go deep into in, into the season for mm. myself, just like just as I do with Lent. For mm. me, this is this is the one moment really in the year. I mean, Easter's mm. Easter's. Easter is obviously kind of the pinnacle of everything, but in terms of the incarnation, it's that one moment for me where I really can genuinely suspend disbelief for a moment. And it's, you know, Frederick Buchner, who died um, this year, talked about Advent being that moment when the whole theatre just goes quiet, even the chattiest people go quiet, and the and the conductor raises the baton. And it's it's the moment before the moment. That, for me in the midst of oh no there's so much to do just opens the slimmest mm. of cracks once more onto wonder depth meaning mystery all the good rich mm. stuff that often gets just shoved mm. to one side because the whole of life is busy i mean life mm. is always busy mm. i know this is, a, this is this is a busier time of year but it, it's not going to get mm. much less busy yeah. So 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 just to be willing to suspend your disbelief. That's 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 where I'm going with it. Just mm. through that kind of narrow aperture to mm. it, it, it's it's maybe the one time of year where we can just about believe that angels might the sky might be riven with angels <laughs> glory to God in the highest. Something connects with us. Um, so I would say, uh, you you know, 
if you want to come on the journey with me, that's that that's the sort of the nature mm. of it. It's not about answers. It's about holding the creative tension of 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 the wonder and the mystery with reminding us of the story and just just seeing where we get with it brilliant okay thank you so let's just drill down into the detail a bit how do people sign up what will it cost them uh and, and how do we go about this okay well uh, all the details are on my website which is briandraper.org and if you're not on my mailing list, there's a general sign up as well mm, there, yeah, but not sure. to confuse things. But um, briandraper.org is a very, very simple um, mm. sign up page where you just put your name and email address and click subscribe. Please don't forget to click subscribe. Then mm. there is the second optional bit below that mm. on the page with payment. My suggested donation is is. 10 pounds to cover mm. you know, my time mm. writing and all of that but i know it's the cost of living crisis mm. yeah and i always want everybody to be able to 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 take part if they want so mm. pay less than that or just have it with my love if you if you can't afford it honestly it's not a, it's only a suggested mm. uh donation and then uh, so it's just simply those two two bits you should get a confirmation email come through mm. if you don't and just let me know but um uh, then I'll send a welcome email just with a couple of days to go. And we start on, on uh, Thursday the 1st. You'll get a, a short mm. email arriving in your inbox mm. by about sunrise each morning, um, apart from mm. Sundays. And we take it from there. It's simple enough mm. in terms of the responses and the YouTube sessions. And yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 And yeah, that that's that's wonderful. Thanks. I haven't been able to get through any of the YouTube sessions, at least not live, because I'm generally working. But um, thank you so much for doing it. Hey, listen, it's so great to see you. Thank you ever so much. You you really are a dear friend on the podcast, and we value you and we value your work so much. So bless you, mate. Thank you. Well, and on behalf of uh, everyone who tunes <laughs> in and listens, we value your work deeply as well. And so honestly, the yin and yang of uh, the two of you creating something greater than the sum of the parts in its wholeness. So thank you too. Oh, bless you, Ray. Thanks. Well, that was uh, Joe talking with Brian Draper. What a, what a lovely man. Isn't he just great? And, and like every time he quotes, he quotes all our favourites. You're going, yes, Brian. I love it. Yeah. No, yeah, mm -hmm. he, he is a lovely uh, fella. Yeah. And some just, yeah, wonderful things he was saying. Was there anything that sort of spoke to you in that? I think there was loads, actually. Yeah. I, I love the line about um, sharing the inherited riches of our faith. Yeah. Because it, it re that really resonates with me at the moment, trying to write about what I'm trying to write about and the audience I'm trying to write for and thinking, yeah, why don't we do that? Instead of constantly sort of working on converting people, as mm. such, or moving people from one state to another, share what we've learned, share what we've got, you know, yeah. and just let let God work in that. You know, yeah. I think that was great. I really, really like that. Um, obviously, one big takeaway is uh, please use capital letters. Yeah, I knew very, you'd love that. Yeah, he, he's very keen on that, and I'm very keen on that. On, <laughs> on punctuation, it's yeah. quite good. That's great. Yeah. What about you? What what? Well, there were a couple you. of lot. I mean, the whole thing about the line about trees growing down into the darkness and reaching up towards the light simultaneously, mm. that that really speaks to me and the, and the season, uh, I guess, that I'm in. But I think more than that, just this sense of 
reclaiming Christmas sort of post mid-faith crisis and post all those discussions, you know, we have been having about Christmas through the years as actually a time of wonder uh, of something of real value. Like there is some real treasure in this narrative. And so going back with a new freedom and new eyes to really, you know, sort of plough the uh, or, or reach the depths of the treasure that is there for us in Advent, I think is is really helpful. So, and and he's great at that, uh, Brian. You know these 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 daily emails really are lovely. They're just lovely and really worth signing up for. I did love the Zen line. Yeah, you know, not not knowing is most intimate. Yeah, isn't that wonderful. Yeah, uh, and I thought, yeah, that is kind of where we've come to. In in mid faith crisis, in a way, it's it's retaining the intimacy of, with God and even enhancing the intimacy with God, but not needing to know everything. You know, yeah. in fact, realizing there's how much you don't really know, you don't really grasp. Yeah. Um, also reminded me of, of of my wife really because I've been married to her for thirty seven years and I know her pretty well, but she remains a complete mystery to me in so many ways as well. <laughs> yes, and me. And so, <laughs> so, there's an intimacy there of complete <laughs> bafflement, really. Um, but one of the things I did take away personally was it was I felt, yeah, there's a real challenge to enjoy the differences of the seasons. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I I I think temperamentally I'm someone who probably wants to avoid winter. I I always had an idea that as a writer I would be able to afford a home in the south of France at some point. <laughs> You know, and that you would just you would just camp decamp there over winter and sit on a terrace. And that, oh, that hasn't happened. That hasn't happened. And instead of avoiding it, maybe I should just learn to enjoy it and embrace it. Really, you know. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I wanted you to have a home in the south of France so that I could come and visit you there for winter. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's so you've let us both down. <laughs> I'm a massive disappointment to so many friends. I know this, um, but I, you know, I do think seriously. I think there's something about changing your attitude towards it, rather than seeing it mm. something I've got to get through. And I do kind of feel that. I feel like, oh, I really just got to get through to spring. And I understand for people, you know, who are struggling with mentally that when you've got a day like today's been, it's very dark and raining most of the time. It's so hard. Mm. But maybe there's a change of attitude there that might help me anyway to, to sort of see things, see what is great about this time of year. And, and Brian seems to exude that. He seems to kind of really he does, yeah. you know, be, be thrilled and excited about it. And he's been through such a challenging time himself in the past couple of years. I mean, it, it's really been quite awful for him. So to hear him so energised by, you know, and this idea of turning into the darkness, I think is just so helpful this stage of life really really helpful mm. yeah it was really great it was it was kind of what we've been trying to say and we'll talk about over the mm. last few weeks but just said so much better and <laughs> yeah. uh yes. you know <laughs> and with actual wisdom so that's that's always good to hear yeah, yeah it's a good podcast isn't it because brian was <laughs> speaking <laughs> uh anyway uh it, thank you for doing that interview i know it was technically full of hassles for you um but uh, i think it was a great interview and it's, it's really good to have him mm. on the show we should wrap up now really yes we should but listen thanks to everyone uh, again thank you for listening thank you for giving thank you for being there do come to our big thank you christmas carol service <laughs> yes no lessons and no carols and um 
probably no content as well. Content of course. What else? <laughs> anyway, we'll see you next week. See you then. Bye. Thank you.